Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter, fifth canto, chapter 17, entitled The Descent of the River Ganges, text number 24. Which has a long purport, so we'll go through the verse uh, quickly. Yannirmitam kar yapi karma parvanim. <speaking in Hebrew> 
of fruitive activity. Mayam, the illusory energy. Janaha, a person. Ayam, this. Gunasarga mohita, bewildered by the three modes of material nature. Na, not. Veda, knows. Istarana yogam, the process of getting out of material entanglement. Anjasa soon tasmai unto him the Supreme. Namaha respectful obeisances. Te unto you. Vilaya Udaya Atmane in whom everything is annihilated and from whom everything is again manifested. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. The illusory energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead binds all of us conditioned souls to this material world. Therefore, without being favored by Him, persons like us cannot understand how to get out of that illusory energy. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the Lord who is the cause of creation and annihilation. Please repeat. The illusory energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead binds all of us conditioned souls to this material world. Therefore, without being favored by Him, 
Persons like us cannot understand how to get out of that illusory energy. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the Lord, who is the cause of creation and annihilation. <coughs> Purport. Krishna clearly states in the Bhagavad Gita 7.14, Daivihyesha gunamayi mamamaya daratyaya mam evaye prabhajyante mayam etam tarantite. This divine energy of mind consisting of the three modes of material nature is difficult to overcome, but those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it. All conditioned souls working within the illusory energy of the Lord consider the body to be the self, and thus they continuously wander throughout the universe, taking birth in different species of life and creating more and more problems. Sometimes they become disgusted with the problems and seek out a process by which they can get out of this entanglement. <clears throat> Unfortunately, such so-called research workers are unaware of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His illusory energy. And thus, all of them work only in darkness, never finding a way out. So-called scientists and advanced research scholars are ludicrously trying to find the cause of life. They take no notice of the fact that life is already being produced. What will be their credit if they find out the chemical composition of life? All their chemicals are nothing but different transformations of the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 2.20, the living entity is never created. There are five gross material elements and three minor material elements, mind, intelligence, and ego. And there, and there are eternal living entities. The living entity desires, to, uh, desires a certain type of body. And by the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that body is created from material nature which is nothing but a kind of machine handled by the Supreme Lord. The Lord gives the living entity a particular type of mechanical body, and the living entity must work with it according to the law of fruitive activities. Fruitive activities are described in this verse, karma parvaning mayam. The living entity is seated on a machine, the body, and according to the order of the Supreme Lord, he operates the machine. This is the secret of transmigration of the soul from one body to another. The living entity thus becomes entangled in fruitive activities in this material world. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 15.7, Manakshastan Indriyani Prakritistani Karshati. The living entity is struggling very hard against the six senses, which include the mind. In all the activities of creation and annihilation, the living entity is entangled in fruitive activities which are executed by the illusory energy, maya. He is certainly like a computer handled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The so-called scientists say that na uh, nature acts independently, but they cannot explain what nature is. Nature is nothing but a machine operated by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When one understands the operator, his problems of life are solved. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 7.19, Bahunam Janmanamante, Gyanavan Mamprabhadyante, Vasudeva Sarvamiti, Samahatma Sadurlava. After many births and deaths, he who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto me, knowing me to be the cause of all causes, and all that is. Such a great soul is very rare. A sane man, therefore, surrenders to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thus gets out of the clutches of the illusory energy, Maya. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fifth canto, 17th chapter, Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled The Descent of the River Ganges. I'll read the uh, verse again. 
Translation. The illusory energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead binds us, binds all of us, conditioned souls to this material world. Therefore, without being favored by him, persons like us cannot understand how to get out of that illusory energy. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the Lord, who is the cause of creation and annihilation. So, uh, in this verse, uh, it's uh, an, an important verse uh, which is uh, given to us on this uh, holy day of the Kaddasi uh, during the month of Purushottam, which is uh, considered to be one of the very uh, special Kaddasis. There's two Kaddasis in this month, and this month comes once every uh, three years. It's uh, 1,000 times. I, I, I said wrong. I said it was 1,000 times on ordinary day. It's 1,000 times the month of Adamadar. So, and this Kaddasi is 100 times that. Uh, every Akadasi is a hundred times. Uh, this Akadasi, I don't know, it's, it's even more. So, uh, a very good day to hear this verse. How we should uh, understand the, uh, that the Lord is the operator of this whole machine, which is the material energy. Actually, uh, if you want to get out of the uh, stringent laws of the material world, we know that the uh, verse which was uh, quoted, uh, that the material energy is the divine potency of the Lord, that we, uh, if we surrender to Krishna, uh, then he can cross us over. But uh, this verse really hones into the fact that the Lord is the operator of this whole material nature. Sometimes, uh, recently I heard there was a, one, a book by uh, a Jewish man, a rabbi, where he said, well, why do good things happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? Of course, his understanding of good may differ from ours. But uh, he was thinking that, well, we shouldn't, like, according to, I, I didn't read the book, but someone told me that accordingly, we shouldn't think that God is a bad guy. He's a, he's a good guy. It is, it's out of his control. Things are going on, and he doesn't really have control. He created, but after that, he lost control. So that's why sometimes you see good people. I eat kosher meat, and they, you know, they're, they're really good people. They they only see good movies, and but still, they get cancer. They get bad things happen. So why do good things or bad things happen to good people? So, of course, the book is really, uh, if that's what it says, it's uh, completely off. But this verse tells us very clearly that uh, Krishna is the controller and uh, through that he actually operates uh, this material nature. So you understand he's the operator. And then we can also easily get free from this material nature by His mercy. So it's really important that we should understand Krishna and we should try to serve Krishna. We should surrender uh, to Krishna. Uh, this is a... And this verse really brings that home. Uh, and that He is actually in control. It's not that He's not in control. But he, he lets things go on. 
according to his uh, laws of karma, things go on. But if you are uh, favored by him, if you are a devotee, uh, then he will give you a special uh, mercy and he'll take you out from this place. So, uh, we want to be the, the devotees of, of the Lord. We don't want to uh, be non-devotees any longer. So, those who are they be very intelligent in this material world, but if they don't have a devotion toward the Supreme, uh, then in spite of their uh, education and uh, other uh, good qualities, uh, they are not able to uh, get free from this material world. They are stuck here, and they'll not understand how this material world is functioning. So, uh, this, uh, what they need to do is read the uh, Srinivad Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita, and then things are revealed. Uh, in a nutshell, they're given in the Bhagavad Gita. In more detail, they're given here in the Srinivad of Bhagavatam. So, we can t- uh, take uh, this verse to heart on this uh, very uh, sacred day of the Godhese. And we can uh, decide, if we haven't already decided, or we can reconfirm once and for all that we want to surrender to Krishna. We want to serve Him. We don't want to do things which are against His will which are against his uh, instructions. And this way, we can make our life easily uh, successful. Prabhupada uh, uh, quoted the uh, verse uh, from Jesus, uh, what is the use of gaining the whole material world if uh, you lose your eternal soul. So, in effect, all the scriptures are saying the same thing, that we should uh, actually understand what is the purpose of human life. We should uh, take our human life and be uh, Krishna conscious, God conscious, in this way, we can get out of the uh, entanglements of the material nature. If we think that we can do it without being Krishna conscious, uh, uh, this verse tells us, well, no hope. Because the whole material nature is designed in such a way that it's very difficult to uh, cross over. However, if you know the operator, if you know that Krishna is behind everything, uh, then you can easily get over this material nature by his mercy, by his favor. So we should take uh, it very seriously uh, to heart. That what we should do here in this material world, we should do according to his uh, desires. So that was the difference between uh, the Pandavas and the Kurus. The Pandavas wanted to do everything according to uh, Krishna's desire. Or the Kurus, uh, they were non-devotees. Uh, they wanted to do just uh, according to their own uh, sense of gratification. Otherwise, uh, the Kurus, by material estimation, uh, they were... Uh, charismatic leaders, and they are nice uh, people, but they were non-devotees. So, ultimately, they could do anything for their own uh, material interest, whereas the uh, Pandavas, uh, they always did things according to what was right, what was uh, pleasing to Krishna, and so the Pandavas were basically uh, uh, 
reliable for the gurus. You could never tell what they're going to do. They're nice guys, but as long as you're on their good side. But if you are uh, anyway uh, inimical, uh, they would not uh, follow any rules. They would just destroy you. Whereas uh, the, uh, one of the names of Yudhisthira uh, was Agata Satru. He didn't know any enemies. Now, there are some people who are inimical to him, but they found it in their own interest better to surrender to Yudhisthira, better to be his, uh, under his shelter, because even if I want his downfall, uh, I can't survive against him, whereas with him I can survive. So, they, these people would be with Yudhisthira, uh, even though they were against him, because it was in their interest. This is the nature of a devotee. The devotee doesn't, uh, he always acts accordingly. Whereas if, if someone's a non-devotee, if they know, oh, this person against me, I want to get him first. Right? So that is the difference between a devotee and a non-devotee. A devotee, okay, this person against me, but I, I, I don't want to do anything that's not uh, proper. So in this way, the, the devotee acts always according to the uh, what is pleasing to Krishna. So uh, Yudhisthira does why, uh, like when the uh, Kurus were being attacked by the uh, Gandharas, so Dina said, here's our chance. We can join up with the Gandharas or we can let the Gandharas uh, finish it out for us. But Yudhisthira said, no. Amongst ourselves, we're five against a hundred. But against any other planet, any other uh, a danger, we're a hundred and five against them. So, uh, the Pandavas, they defended the Kurus against the Gandharvas. So this was the nature of Yudhisthira Maharaj. He was Dharmaraj. He would follow the rules of the Dharma of, the, uh, of Krishna. So that's why Krishna wanted him to be the ruler. That way the world would be a better place. Where under the Kurus, maybe it'd be so-so, but by some material estimation, but it won't be uh, a better place. So, if we understand this verse today, then we should really decide... Yes, I want to follow the devotees. I want to follow Krishna. I want to surrender to Krishna and follow His divine grace. A.C. Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki. Prabhupada Ki. Prabhupada Ki. So, this. Uh, this uh, verse is a, a very uh, uh, important verse. Oh. <clears throat> and I think I said that a few times already, but <laughs> it, it really uh, stuck things. Uh, how how uh, much we need we need to really uh, be Krishna conscious to uh, basically to survive this uh, material nature. That if he, anybody had any illusion that, well, you know, I can be somewhat Krishna conscious and I can be somewhat in material nature. And I'll, I'll, I'll manage the material nature. Those are all the tricks of my She wants you to believe, yeah, you can manage her and she'll manage you. You just think, Maya, I will. 
I, I'm sorry I can't serve you this lifetime. I just want to serve Krishna. So I want to engage all, what Krishna has allowed us. Okay, we take Krishna's prasad. If we're married, we have our, our wife or husband. Like this, we, we accordingly to the rules that Krishna gives us, we follow. If we go a little bit beyond, Maya's waiting. She's just waiting to kick us. Give us a good kick. So, how much do you want to be kicked? How much? Nobody wants to be kicked, but they're all getting kicked. So, the, the secret is being Krishna's side. No envy, no remorse, no nothing. Just, he's lost. He's, he's the Supreme Lord. Just accept it and follow his, uh, his, uh, I mean, actually, he's a wonderful person. You might hear about him, you actually love him. But whatever it is, you have to follow Krishna. There's no other way, no other way, no other way. You have to follow the Supreme Lord. Uh, this is the only way. Now, if you do it, like, according to the this Shastra, that Shastra, well, I don't think anyone follows the scripture very clearly. But his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, he very meticulously followed the Shastra. So how to do it? Uh, like I was uh, list, uh, last uh, Sunday, I gave a, uh, I know you call it a sermon or a, a lecture at the uh, uh, Christian church. Uh, well, it's a Unitarian church. I don't know exactly. They're Christian and Unitarian. But there I said that how in different religions they uh, all glorified the holy name. And later the uh, pastor, he told me, uh, this is the first time I really understood the, why the Hare Krishna movement uh, 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 concentrates so much on chanting the holy names. And now I understand how this is fundamental to all the religions, but uh, we don't really practice so much in other religions. But it's there. You showed how it's there in our scriptures. So I'm inclined. I want to go now to uh, visit your Sunday feast and take your prasad sometime. Haribo. Ah. I see, once I was in South America and one, uh, there, of course, most of the people are, uh, 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 you can say, Roman Catholics, but some people are Protestant. Uh, so there's one, a Protestant uh, uh, priest, and he wanted to speak to me, so he said, You see, Guru to Guru, I want to talk. I'm a priest, you're a guru, so guru to guru. Please, everyone can leave the room. So, everybody left. Okay, I was there. Yes, sir, what would you like to say? He said, well, today you're talking about Gihasala. We're a Protestant priest. But in our religion, they never tell us how to have, like, more spiritually oriented family life. So I just wanted to hear from you. How do you do it? So I told him the rules of the Grihasta and how. He said, thank you very much. And next time I came by, three months, six months later, he said, Guru to Guru, I want to talk. So I read out through again. This time, under his white collar, he pulled out neck beats. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't tell people that they have to give up Allah, or they have to give up Jesus or anything. They can do whatever, that, because we respect all the uh, names of God. We respect all the uh, prophets and the 
sons of God, as our gurus. But we do request that they chant the names of God. And so, like that, this person, he has started chanting. And he, and he was uh, secretly wearing his neck beads. <laughs> so that was that was very gratifying. We we don't we we are welcome everyone to practice. You see, Prabhupada used to say this was a postgraduate uh, a study for all religions. Uh, so anyway, if we understand this verse. Then we have to be a personalist. That that uh, that Krishna is a person, and he's alternating this material nature. Now you think, well, why is the nature so lousy? Why this and that? It's not lousy uh, because of nature. It's like we, we there's global warming because we misuse the nature. There's the problems because. As, like in India, as some people, when they see the market's good, they hoard. And that way they can sell the uh, stuff for more money. So the, the human beings, we make a mess of things. It's not Krishna's fault. He lets us do it, and we have to take the karma. Uh, in India, many, many years ago, there were people dropping dead and blind with all kinds, and then they, they found out everyone had bought oil from the same shop, and the shop was using mobile, used mobile oil to cut the rest of the oil. And somehow the servant put too much so, but can you imagine what that does to your liver, your heart, taking used mobile oil? So the people died, and that person was arrested, and he was hung or something. But so, karma does catch him eventually, but. What we want to do is we, want, we don't want to do anything to harm anyone, and we just want to serve Krishna, and we want to help everyone to get back to hold back to God in this life. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So any questions or comments from our Illustrious uh, God brothers, uh, I, I, I'm under some treatment now. It seems to make it more difficult to speak, because I don't know if I was understandable or not. Hare Krishna, thank you very much, Maharaj. Um, in the verse, um, Lord Shiva is explaining that without being favored by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we cannot get out of the uh, out of this illusory condition. Um, so the question is, you know, we all have experience in devotional service that we we work hard, but we don't see anything happening for us. We don't see what? We don't see anything happening for us. So sometimes, in other words, we're working very hard, but things are not working the way we'd like it to work. So the question is, how do we avoid getting into this mentality of uh, business, this trap, uh, this trapped mentality of business that if I work for you, Krishna, or I, uh, actually, if you give something for, uh, to me, uh, I'll work very hard. So how do we avoid developing that sort of business mentality in devotional service? Well, it says that there are, are two kinds of devotees, basically. The Sakhan Bhaktas and Nishkan Bhaktas. The, those who have some uh, material desires 
as those who have uh, no material desire. So, our Sankhan Bhaktas like the uh, Devas and angels in this uh, material world, they have some desire to uh, enjoy. At the same time, they want to, to follow our Krishna. And so, as a result, things don't always work out uh, exactly the way you want. But uh, generally, you get you get more than uh, what you deserve. And the Nishkan Bhaktas, they want basically to have love of Krishna, and they want the uh, spiritual happiness. So the Nishkan Bhaktas, uh, they don't make this business uh, deals with Krishna. So the best thing, of course, is to be uh, a Nishkan Bhakta. Uh, now it says whether one is a Sakhan Bhakta, a Nishkan Bhakta, or you want uh, liberation in the uh, impersonal Rama Jyoti, you should engage in Krishna service. Uh, Akamo Sarvakamo di Mokshakam Udardi Tedvena Bhakti Jogena Tijeta Urshan Param. But it, it, like you see that the Devas, uh, they're also uh, trapped in the material nature. So we don't really want to be uh, Sakam Bhaktas. Uh, uh, I heard, I don't know exactly know where it's written, but I heard that Prabhupada said that uh, his uh, devotees, many of his devotees would take birth in the heavenly planets. So, uh, by doing a little devotional service, uh, they get elevated to the uh, heavenly planets. But, of course, we would like all to go back to Godhead but then that means that we should uh, we shouldn't make these kind of business deals with Krishna. There is a there's a story they tell in Tirumala, uh, Tirupati. Balaji preached. They say that there was a guy who came up. He had many, many years ago. Now they... He came up with a lottery ticket. He said, first prize, one lakh of rupees. So if you maybe win, I'll give you half. So uh, he got second prize. It was 50,000. So he said, well, you took your half already. But his wife said, oh, listen, whatever you want, you should give him half. He said, no, I want a hundred thousand. I only got fifty. I said, he took fifty. Don't be too smart. You should give him half. And then he got sick. And she got sicker and sicker. And no matter what he did, he couldn't. He just saw doctors. And he could not get better. And the wife has said, give fifty percent. Give fifty percent. Give the twenty-five thousand. Tribology. He resisted to the end, and then finally he said, okay, okay, I'll get it. So he was taken in a, in a, in a what do you call that, the Huh? Yeah, well, no, not, you know, where they take you in your little hospital, a crutcher, or stretcher, stretcher. He was taking the stretcher, and he put the 25,000 in the hood, and then he got better. So, if you make some deal with Krishna, you let her fulfill. There's that uh, movie that uh, is uh, distributed by the ISKCON, uh, what's it called, ISKCON, ITV. Iha Jinnagi, This is a Life. I think the guy there, he wanted to cheat Krishna. He, 
he kept he took the money from the Punani rocks and the donation rocks, and then he uh, he became very wealthy. He always told Krishna, "Oh, I'll give you, I'll give you back," but he never gave back. So Krishna kept in this uh, film visiting him. Why are you getting back? Just just now. So one time he was real sick. He came up and he was reading all the medicine. What is this? Tell thy sin, such a thy sin, this thy sin, that thy sin, my sin, my sin. All this medicine was your sin. The funny movie. Uh, but apparently that is a story that they adapted to the modern uh, time. Uh, originally it was a, a, a true story in the Puranas. I didn't find that story yet, but it would be interesting. But I like guess we don't want to have a, uh, a business a mentality with Krishna. Uh, this is like in the uh, third canto of Bhagavatam, Kapil Muni, he tells that there's a different types of the Mixed devotion in goodness and passion and ignorance. So in passion, say you want some something in return for your devotion. Like uh, I heard that some devotees said, I've been serving this God for 15 years. I don't have a TV. What is this? I've been cheated. I never got a TV. Of course, now the devotees have TVs, but that's another thing. That, uh, ostensibly, they only watch the news or a few Christian conscious videos. But like this, if someone thinks uh, from my devotion, I should get a TV, I should get this, I should get that. Obviously, uh, they miss the vote. Uh, they can get those things anyway. That's not a big deal. Nowadays, maybe when uh, he said that it was a big deal, but uh, the real thing we want to get love of Krishna, we want devotion. Other things, we we you know we use it in such a way that we don't want to be uh, under Maya. We want to use it in a Krishna conscious way. So basically. If we have a fear, like Devaki, she was afraid for Krishna, that if Kansakin saw him with the four hands, he would attack. So I said, take a Devi form. I'll take it over to. Uh, uh, so uh, in the, in the uh, first part, it says that Devaki, I. Just as she was a faithful Krishna out of her motherly affection, like that we should be a faithful Krishna consciousness. Uh, we should fear Maya. So, not to the business of Krishna. We don't want uh, uh, to, uh, like, be uh, away from Krishna. We want to be under the shelter of Krishna. If we make some deal, it said we have a separatist mentality. If there's only one kind of pure devotee, we want to do what Krishna wants us to do. So we decide we want to do what Krishna wants. And, and he gives us a scope to do things. But we want to do it in his way. So, if we decide we want to be pure devotees, we won't go into this uh, uh, rajasic or tamasic or even sattvic mode of devotional service. Because all those modes have a separatist mentality. Like some people, they are devotees of God, but they want to say, let the world be a nice place, let it be uh, so their their desire is uh, still somewhat separate. 
initially we had our, we had our, uh, we had our, well, not initially, always we had, we, we take the, uh, our guru, we take our, our Diksha guru, and uh, we follow the Diksha guru. Uh, and uh, in, our, in our case, we follow Prabhupada. In everyone's case, of course, Prabhupada's teachings are the primary teachings that we uh, all all the gurus in Islam are, are teaching from. So we take the Prabhupada as our primary or principal, you can say, our Siksha Guru, and everyone follows his teachings. But still we have directly uh, a, a guru that we follow. At some point, the guru may go back to Godhead, and we have his teachings. But then we also have the other our God brothers and senior devotees. We have our channel president and so on. So we take their instructions, we take their guidance. Uh, we may have a Siksha Guru, we take their guidance. Like that, we would always uh, try to uh, take the instruction of the older devotees. Uh, I get visited by uh, some of my God brothers. I used to see. Prabhupada, he would ask us to leave the room. He would talk to his god brothers. Amongst god brothers, uh, there's a, you can say, a, like a, a different relationship than amongst the guru disciples. Obviously, it's uh, more of a collegiate, more of a, a friend to friend uh, discussion. Uh, so the god brothers, they can also tell us. Uh, our God sisters for that matter, uh, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, from their uh, perspective. Has, they have that right. So, all these things uh, keep us uh, on the track. Uh, uh, for me, I had a lot of association with uh, Ashil Prabhupada, so when he left, it was for me a very, uh, it was a, a very, uh, a big loss. I think everyone was. I you know if he had I was getting a lot of uh, personal uh, guidance and personal association, so I uh, son didn't have so much so uh, it, it was like business as usual. But for me it was a whole new uh, experience uh, where we were I was having like Prabhupada was uh, giving a daily you know regular guidance what to do what not to do. In my world, uh, so uh, it was always something unexpected, of course. Uh, sometimes, like sometimes, two in the morning, one in the morning, <laughs> probably wants to see you. <laughs> Quickly wash my face, wash my feet, hands, run downstairs. Yes, Phil Then <laughs> Yes. <laughs> You don't forget. <laughs> time was the question. <laughs> any time, any any place. He had a, any, any anything he wanted to ask me, it was okay. So uh, I missed that a lot, in the, especially in the, in the uh, beginning. Of course, here in LA, uh, a few, uh, not all. But a few godmothers had come and visited me, a few god sisters, and they had uh, given me some uh, perspectives. So it's nice to have their association. Uh, this is one thing that keeps us on the track, is to hear from our godmothers and god sisters. Uh, but I may have left, left something out, of course, regular reading. I should have books and uh, getting the instructions, asking if we don't understand something or if there's a different way to understand it, uh, then asking uh, some other devotee what's their understanding of that verse. All these things could help the devotees. The idea is we should you see what Krishna said in the Gita to Arjuna. He was thinking, well... According to the Dharma, this is right, this is not right. He may have misunderstood. He may have been off. 
But this is the nature of the devotee to want to uh, follow the, uh, do the right thing. So if we want to do the right thing, we want to do, uh, actually everything we do, we should be very clear that this is the proper thing to do. If not, we go to our guru and he asks, under this circumstance, what is the right thing for me to do? This or maybe I'm, I'm not very strong. This is my situation. So under this, okay, then A, B, C, go these steps. So you get, we know that, okay, this is what I should do at this particular time. So we shouldn't be under any kind of a, a doubt what to do or not to do. Uh, that's um, that's one advantage of being in devotional service. Is our philosophy is complete. We can always know what to do at any time, but we should then we should try to follow what to do. There's no excuse to say, "Oh, I don't know what to do. I'll just do whatever I feel like." There's no excuse. So much has been given to us that we always be able to know what to do. If we can do it or not, well, like we could go to Prabhupada and say, well, I'm not able to do this uh, at this time. Well, he would give some practical instruction according to time, place, circumstance, the person. Okay, then do this. The, you know, just like Krishna says in 12th chapter, well, the best thing is of the Gita. The best thing is to fully fix your mind on me. If you can't do that, then follow regulated bhakti. If you can't do that, then do work for me. If you can't do that, then this and this. And so, uh, if whatever the best we can do, we know that, oh, this is my goal. I may not be able to achieve this kind of bhakti now. I have got certain desires. But that is my goal. So like that, we take a humble position. This, I got this weakness. I'm not, I'm not uh, under illusion that I'm some great devotee. At the same time, I want to be a, a great, I want to be a, a, a pure devotee. This is my goal. So I'm, I'm trying for that. I step by step. At the present time, I'm not at that level. But I'm trying to get to that level. We should take like that be very uh, 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 sincere. If, if, we, if we think, well, that's no good. What I'm doing, this is good enough. Then we'll never try to achieve the higher level. And this way we cheat ourselves. So we, we are, we'd rather take the humble uh, position. If we're not able to achieve the highest position, we should be very humble and, and, uh, I say that, okay, I'm not, I'm not level, but I want to achieve that level. So then how to do it systematically? How to do it step by step? That's what, uh, Prabhupada uh, taught. Like he, once he told, well, if you can't chant 16 rounds, then chant some number of rounds every day, like 12 or 8, something as a minimum, rather than one day 60, one day none, the next day 8, next day. So he would give to certain devotees, but obviously he uh, desired that they chant 16 rounds every day. But if they couldn't, then he would give some, what he called, big hold or some alternative uh, route. Okay, uh, you do this, and then eventually you come back to your 16. So, like that, we should try to do the best we can do, and our goal is to be uh, fair devotees. Uh, so, like that. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. All courtesy today. No cookies and cards.
Hey.